everyone, and welcome to the Aim Sisters podcast. You're here today with your hosts, Anna and Maria Setting, bringing your favorite twin talk of the week. And in this episode, we'd like to talk about identity, as we've always been talking about in this channel, but something more specific. We wanted to discuss about outside perceptions of us and how this mixes with personality as well. I think most of us already felt that the way people perceive us is not exactly the way that we perceive ourselves. And that maybe different groups of people, they have different ideas of who we are. And although we try to have a concise image and representation of ourselves, it's not always that simple. And because people expect different things from us in different circles, right? Sometimes it's your job or your family or your studies or your friends, and they all see you in a different way. They all have different perspectives. And sometimes it's even difficult for ourselves to unite all those images together and figure out who we are, really. Because if all those personas, if all those representations of ourselves constitutes our our being, so what is that, right? I think it's quite interesting, but also difficult to figure out, you know, the core of our being, the core of our personality. Even. I think this is also a continuation from the episode we did last time that we're talking about, like, removing social conditioning to find your true calling. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't include this part on the last episode, but it goes hand in hand, saying, like, most of the times, like you said, we have to dissociate our personality or our tastes so like certain things we keep as hobbies and we make friend groups um around those things and when you're at work you only talk about like professional things and all the titles you have and all those you know like academic things or very technical things and it might make you feel like you're you know a puzzle put together instead of a cohesive thing but actually, all those interests, all those aspects of you are inside this little human being that you are, you know. And I think it's a really big challenge for most of us nowadays to integrate all those parts of us and be open about it with people around us as well. So I think, but the thing is, the more open you are about all those different aspects of yourself, I think it's easier to find people who will accept all those different facets as well. Mm -hmm. And it's even more complex than we think because it's not only like different pieces of a puzzle, like you said, but those pieces are always changing as well because we're always changing. We're always discovering new things and becoming interested about new topics and new maybe hobbies and, you know, even interaction with other people different cultures they're always shaping the way we we behave and the the way we believe the way we we are right and sometimes during those changes I think some um, aspects of ourselves can become a little bit conflicted right so maybe that's the point where you can start becoming one thing more cohesive I guess when there's a lot of conflict between those little parts of you, and then you say, I no longer want to identify with that. 
or I no longer agree with people seeing me this way because I don't want to identify with that anymore. Then I guess those little pieces, they, they start to become, you know, maybe not one thing, but they become a little more cohesive, a little more understanding, I guess. Yeah. Understandable. It feels like, you know, when you're a kid and you have a birthday party and then you have to invite all those different friend groups you have and you reach, everyone comes to your party, but at the end, no one speaks to each other. And you're like, what are we supposed to do here? Like, they're all my friends, but they don't know each other. They have different interests and all those things. So sometimes inside ourselves can feel a bit like this weird birthday party, get like continuously, because we have those parts of our brain, parts, parts of our personality that feels they don't belong together. Maybe just because you've been treating them as separate things instead of one thing that, you know, forms who you are. And I think another good analogy that I told you, like right now before we started recording, is that sometimes you you feel like you can't develop yourself fully in one place. And I told you about the analogy of a plant. So if you think about a plant, usually you get a pot for that plant and you plant it in the soil and all those things and it starts growing if everything goes well. And then the roots, they start spreading. And But at some point, you're going to need to put that plant in a bigger pot because the roots need to com like continuously to expand. And only if that happens, like the plant can really gr grow and flourish and everything. So sometimes you are not flourishing yourself because you are in a place that is too restrictive, you know, and this can be like social interactions, but sometimes it can be like a physical space as well. So I feel sometimes you can outgrow places, you can outgrow cities, you can outgrow, you know, communities and even countries, and you can decide to go somewhere else and explore what those roots can do for your for you, you know, and what kind of plant you can be, what kind of human being you can be if you were put somewhere else. Sometimes you just need a different soil. That's what I mean, you know? Yeah. I agree. I think most people they can relate with the you know, the feeling that you outgrow you can outgrow a group of people, even like old friends or Maybe even your family sometimes, depending on where you come from. Um, and the expectations that they have for you, it's they are very limiting. So that's why you feel you have to distance yourself a little bit or even really change your social group so you can really explore all the things that are on your way. But as I said, I think... Some people, they had the experience of, you know, going abroad and feeling how it is like to explore and live in a different culture and interact with people from different countries as well. And it's very, it's a very expensive energy. Um, I guess many of our limitations, they are just blown away, you know, because we see that there is a lot of potential in we can do many different things and our lives are not destined to be this um, 
small container, like you said, for your plant. You can be a, a huge grown tree in the forest, you know, of life. <laughs> Not my, my mint plant, but it's like this size, very small. Um, so, yeah. But the thing is, sometimes you think you are the tiny plant just because you haven't given yourself the space to become the tree you can be. And yeah, so I think this also goes with other things because we are not shaped, of course, like you're shaped by the interactions you have. You're also shaped by the place you're in. But I feel you're also shaped by inside and outside perception. And actually, the topic of this conversation came up because I was telling my sister how I was observing people. <laughs> And how, as always. as always, people watching, just kidding. I'm not a weirdo, but just like how I was kind of observing my friends, especially because what? I would say you're not a weirdo, just an, an INFJ, right? Just an INFJ. We can be a bit of a weirdos, but we're very quiet. So people don't notice, but we kind of are just saying, but we don't do anything bad. We're just observing and paying attention and being socially extroverted and catching everything around us. Well, I was using my NFJ's powers to observe people, basically. And I paid attention. Yes, the introvert power. And I paid attention to how I kind of created a personality type for each of my friends. Kind of a little box where I can understand who they are. So like, this person is like this, that person is like that, and this person is like that. The in their behavior fit the little box that I put them in, like personality box. And I was just thinking, okay, like, I don't know if that's only me who does this kind of stuff, but I was thinking as well, what kind of box would they put me, you know? Like, what kind of personality do they perceive from me? Or how would they say I am? And I was... And then I started paying attention to my own behavior and to the way I talk, the way I walk, the way I express myself, the way I do things, the way I respond to people. In my head, it might be a whole different conversation that is going on. But what's from my mouth out, it might be very different. So I may seem very agreeable to others. And like, I'm not really the confrontational type. I really don't like that. So I'm always trying to be like the peacemaker in the middle of people and like, and I noticed that maybe the impression people have of me is quite different from the impression I have of myself or even my sister has of me because she knows me inside out because we grew up together. We saw our personality changes over time. I would say you said what you say is one thing, what you're thinking is another but we have twin superpowers. So I know what you're thinking most of the time, just by the way you're looking at someone or an eyebrow, you know? Yeah. No, you are the vibes. Just the vibes. The vibes. I can feel it. You're the one who communicates with eyebrows. You're like, you can't lie. It doesn't lie. But yeah, I was just thinking like, probably the personality people would say that I have is very, very different from the way I feel I am and I was like is it so dissonant like I'm thinking it is and why is that you know is it something that I'm 
consciously or unconsciously portraying? Is it like people pleasing that is ingrained in me because of like childhood trauma or something? Or is it really who I am? So I just kind of got into this rabbit hole thinking about personalities and um, even my own portrayal of it. But I think those are some qualities or strengths in your personality, right? If you're able to remain calm in a stressful situation, if you're able to not become aggressive or unsatisfied very easily, it's also defensive. defensive. Yeah, but defense is a little bit different, I guess. Because people can be very nice and calm and all, but they can be defensive sometimes because of triggers, right? So it depends on the situation. But I mean, some people, they are more, you know, they're, they have a bad temper compared to others. That's what I'm talking about. Not about triggers, right? Because everybody, I think they, they can be triggered by something different. And people, some people more easily than others. Yeah. But in terms of personality. Yeah. I think it takes a lot for me to be triggered by my friends, at least like people I know. Yeah, of course. I think we get triggered by things that we know really well, like our family. Mm. You know, things that we grew up with can be very triggering. But not, I think, as our friends, they're usually not because they're not with us all the time. And usually they were not the cause of the trigger as well. So they don't cause the same reaction, right? Yeah. But I've seen, like, in between interactions between other people, how it can happen as well. But sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, about your personality, I think it's not that you're only that or that, you know, you're representing something that you're not or you don't think you are. It's just that our personalities are very complicated and complex, right? So, like we said, like like we always say, we're not only good, we're not only bad, right? We have things that are good in ourselves. Things are not so good. Things that need some work on, you know, things that are considered bad. But it doesn't mean we're not, we are a good person or a bad person. You, you know what I mean? It's not because when you're alone by yourself, you feel triggered by something or you feel stressed or you feel very emotional and you cannot contain your tears because of something, because of stress. And then when you interact with people, you're behaving in a different way. It doesn't mean that you're pretending. It doesn't mean that you're not um, you're not as good as people think you are. It's just that you feel all the range of emotions that a human being can feel, right? Yeah. So I mean, it happens with everyone. I don't mean exactly that when I said that. <laughs> I mean, of course, we feel all those different emotions, but we don't show them, you know. I know some people, depending on their personality, they can just be completely open, you know, like blunt. And if they're feeling stressed, they're feeling like annoyed or whatever, they just talk, they just express, they show their annoyance, they show their, you know, all those things. But 
I avoid doing that, like really strongly. You understand? Yeah, because we hate conflict. So it's just like, I forgot the word in English, like to hold for yourself. It, there's a word in Korean for that. It is like holding back. What do you, how do you say that? Uh, like tamada, like to keep it to yourself. Hmm. To endure, to endure, that's the word. Yeah. I was not getting that, sorry. Hmm. Just follow. <laughs> kind of. Follow it. That's not good. But let me ask you, like, do you think the way you understand your own personality is different from the way people perceive it? For sure. For sure. <laughs> okay, but tell me more. How do you think it is? How do you think it is being? I guess what we said already and in the last episode as well. Depending on the group of people you are dealing with, you're going to behave a little different. And it's not because you're trying to pretend something, but it's just because it feels weird or awkward to behave in a certain way when you're with different people. Or you cannot be so open about something, like things you like or about your spirituality and all the, those things. And about spirituality, one thing that can be quite conflicting, I think, maybe people think, but why do I have those two dualities inside of me? But I think... It's okay, and it happens. For example, if you really want to, you know, be super successful and you're like a Capricorn type of person and you want to achieve everything in your life and have a lot of money, but you're also like, I want to be super spiritual and meditate and, you know, go to Nirvana, whatever. It's, it, sometimes it can be very uh, contradictory and opposing feelings, you know. I want to have those material things so so badly, but I also want to, you know, free myself from the needs of this uh, earthly realm, from my bodily needs sometimes, from, you know, wanting goods or wanting to buy things. I don't need them, right? So I think that's a funny thing to think about, but it happens a lot of times, I think. So not only what I'm saying is that this contradiction happens not only because of people around you, but also inside of yourself, especially during some different phases of your life, right? So when you're, for example, if you're learning more about spirituality, sometimes those um, feelings can come up, you know, you still hold on to something, but you think you should let go of that, but you still hold on to, you know? For example, what I said about material things. Yeah. But I think you were a good example of how people change the way they view you. <laughs> Me? Yes. Why? Well, at least I changed my perspective. I mean, you changed a lot from the time you were in uni and now. I think your interests changed and the way you deal with things changed a lot as well. 
So maybe your friends from the past would see you in a certain way and your friends now see you in a very different way. Right? I think so, but I think it's also because of different cultures as well. Not only personality, but what different cultures expect of you or what they consider to be one thing or another also changes a lot depending on the country. So, yeah. That's why sometimes, like we said, sometimes you need to move. <laughs> sometimes you need to go somewhere else to find out another side of you. Yeah, because when you move, you're just free to be whatever you want or to explore a different expression of yourself because there is no one around you trying to make you be the same person you were before. Because we always have this regulation around us. If we try to be different all of a sudden, people will judge us and people will think we're going crazy <laughs> or they're going to be frustrated with you because they cannot understand where you're coming from. So yeah, going away for a while or staying away from people you know can be really liberating. Do you think there is a part of yourself that you haven't explored yet? Like part of your personality that you haven't allowed to come to front or, you know, some, like you feel like if you moved somewhere else to be able to embody more of that, that you haven't? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like being more creative or being around people who are creative meeting people who are like-minded, who also like spirituality. I know very few people who are into that in person, right? And to be a weirdo without being a weirdo because you're in a group of weirdos kind of thing, it's also something that I haven't had this experience before. I've always felt that I should care about other people's judgments of me, especially because of the places I was in, you know, universities and all those all those things, jobs and all. So being away from that probably would be an experience that I never had as a grown up. So it would be nice. What about you? Same, I think being in a place that is more accepting, that you wouldn't feel, because we always felt like, you know, the black sheep somehow. So we always had to excuse ourselves for our choices. Even like, oh, I'm vegetarian, I'm sorry, don't bother, don't need to worry about it, you know, like I'll find something to eat or whatever. So all those little things, like being able to be in a place that is just normal would feel really nice because I wouldn't feel like, oh, I'm sorry about being me, <laughs> you know, like because I don't want to bother people. Um, but yeah, being open about spirituality, being open about all those different things, finding people that are more like-minded would be great. And that feels a bit, you know, like the culture is not so clashing sometimes would be great as well. Because sometimes it's, it's kind of hard to be in a place that is very different from you. But I'm not complaining because coming to a place like Korea that was super different for me, allow me to know who I am as well. Because I think we learn by contrast as well who we are. 
It's like in psychology, the formation of the self happens because there is also the other. You don't know who the self is if you don't have the other. So I think that happens to people as well. Yeah, you recognize what you're not. Yeah. When you see something you don't feel great about, like why don't you feel great about that? But if you're great about something else, by those you know little feelings and openings and closings that you feel within yourself, you can tell who you are. And but it's more like a, an exercise of understanding those yes and no's that come to us all the time, instead of just shutting down and saying, "Oh, whatever, I have to do this anyway." So I also think it opened my mind to knowing I can go other places and not being so fearful. And one thing I love to experience is like moving to a place that is chill, like has a more calm lifestyle. I always joke about going to Hawaii, you know, but that would be nice or somewhere like close to the beach, close to nature. I was like, I was actually thinking, telling my friends, like, you know what? We're young. We're finishing master's degree. We're finishing all the stuff we need to do. Now is our next choice, you know. And if I want to move to Hawaii and do something, you know, that has nothing to do with whatever I've done so far, I can. It's always a choice. Or I can move you know, somewhere else and the world becomes your oyster kind of thing. Um, Of course, this is like very privileged of me saying because I know not everyone can so easily move around. And even myself, I cannot move around that easily. I have to find a way of doing that next step. But just thinking about the possibility that we don't need to straight away go into like the hustle and the job market and whatever you feel like you have to, is very liberating. So I'd love to experience this more like relaxed lifestyle that is not so, you know, in the middle of the city, surrounded by noise, all those things. I think that will feel great. And I would learn to relax and not be so self-conscious and, you know, embrace this other part of me that is more not so stressed, not so worried. Sounds great. Sounds something that is needed. And I have a question for our listeners. What about you? Have you figured out who you are already? Or do you think there are undiscovered uh, sides of yourself that you want to explore in the future or even now, like we are seeing? I hope this inspired a little bit of um, thoughts in your mind so you can start reflecting on things that you want to become and also parts of your personality that you want to allow to be expressed more. And I hope this have helped you in some way. Yes, we hope you thought about all those things that you see yourself as this plant and see, are your roots of growing the place you are? Do you need to move somewhere else? Do you need to express a part of you that no one has ever seen? So allow yourself to experience all those things because the outcome is beautiful. And thank you so much for listening to us once again. Thank you very much. And if you enjoyed, please leave us a like, share with your friends and comment down below, or leave us a review on the podcast if you feel like doing so. And we are very thankful and hope to see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. You can always always check out our website as well, isamsisters.com. And we always post weekly so you can find more content over there and let us know 
what you want to see here next. Thank you so much. Bye.